1972 on the track it's just Stevie Wonder uh, although there are some uncredited background singers in there somewhere uh, the track is six minutes 40 uh, which we could talk about um, I mean this is not this is not actually the longest track on this <laughs> album though so even at 640 it's still only the third longest uh, and joining me to talk about today is Zachary Hoskins hello Zachary hey the title keep on running really fits this song because it has that kind of frenetic mm. um, kind of pace uh, you know, throughout, I mean, this is something I mentioned on other tracks, but I think throughout this kind of era, Stevie avoided following trends. So, you know, I, I think on, on the worst day, uh, Songs in the Key of Life could have been like a, a two album disco thing. <laughs> and he he managed to completely avoid that altogether because he wasn't really following any trends right. with these albums. Like they were all just basically, you know, whatever he wanted to record. You know, he had that creative freedom to do whatever he wanted. So... You know, he just recorded, if he wanted to do an eight-minute song about Superwoman, then that's what he did. You know, like, he, he had the full creative freedom. Um, and I think maybe uh, in kind of more sane times, somebody might have stepped in on this one and said, Stevie, maybe let's lose three minutes of this thing <laughs> and kind of tighten it up just a little bit. Um, because it does kind of, it like, it just kind of has this relentless groove that it kind of gets stuck in. Mm. Um, with this kind of like, um, it sounds like a wah guitar effect, but I have a feeling that's been put through the tonto. Yeah, um, and there's a kind of it sounds. There's another piece that sounds like a clavinet. Uh, it's got that you know that like kind of kind of a feel to it. It's the squelchy kind of keyboard. Yeah, it's a lot of kind of like very fast kind of like piano playing going on as well, and um, it just I mean it keeps at that pace for the whole song. Mm. So I I have to admire that, but it's. Um, I don't know. I feel like on these first two albums, there are only one or two tracks that I, I feel, uh, I, you know, I don't listen to as often because I think they're just a little bit less interesting. And this is probably one of the the less interesting tracks of these first two albums. Right. Um, yeah. Like it kind of has this very simple idea of like, you know, this 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 kind of very quick groove and it just kind of sticks to it. Uh, and also in the in terms of like the lyrics, it's just Stevie kind of talking about like something, something going to get you, <laughs> something going to grab you. Um, and then, you know, you better run faster. And and then it kind of moves from, from that to the chorus, which you just keep on running, keep on running from my love. And then it kind of, and that's kind of it. Like, <laughs> you know, we've got a couple of other verses that are kind of very short where it, he's talking about some folks say you're really, really fine. And all you want to be is just a friend of mine. But I know the man's going to break your heart. Uh, and you'll be sad real soon. So like this, I don't know if this is meant to be directed at Cyrita or something, but um, you know, obviously the, the the kind of the divorce, I think had only been finalized a few weeks before this album came out. So <laughs> I, d I don't know that he would have been able to record this quick enough for it to apply to the divorce, but maybe this is him having suspicions, um, you know, about Cyrita's intention because he just keeps saying, keep on running from my love. Um, so it, it feels like maybe he's trying to process that, but then he puts it against this weird kind of like black exploitation 
soundtrack <laughs> right. and it just <laughs> right. feels it feels kind of completely out of out of yeah. place and he never did record you know curtis mayfield did did Superfly. isaac hayes did shaft uh james brown did a couple even marvin gay uh i don't off the top of my head i don't remember which one that marvin gay did but um but i i remember that marvin gay he he did one uh yeah and it would be Part of me kind of wishes that that Stevie Wonder had, I mean, on the one hand, maybe it wouldn't have, you know, he has this like pristine 70s body of work. And like you said, uh, he wasn't following trends and there's there's something to admire about that. But wouldn't it have been cool if instead of doing the Lady in Red soundtrack in the 80s, he he had done, uh, you know, some. Uh, some really like arty exploitation soundtrack. Uh, Cause I mean, Superfly is one of Curtis Mayfield's best albums. So it feels, it feels Zachary that you are impugning Steve's <laughs> reputation there because he did not do the lady in red. He did the woman. Oh, in I'm red. sorry. Lady in red is Krista Berg. Um, you know, which is one of the worst songs ever written. I don't, I don't feel like we can, we can, we can have you say that about Stevie Wonder. Yeah. The one, the woman in red is just not, like I just called to say I love you is like it's weird. It's like ten years after this, and he's doing I just called to say I love you, and and I think a lot of people, you know, if you went into a coma like in seventy four <laughs> after Stevie Wonder's had this wonderful run of albums, and then you woke up in eighty three, and the first thing you heard was I just called to say I love you, you'd be like, what happened to Stevie Wonder? Like, what went wrong in his life that that like caused him to end up at that particular cul de sac? Um, but yeah, it, I know it's kind of it, it's kind of interesting that he did basically like three soundtrack albums like after Songs in the Key of right, Life, right? But he didn't do any black exploitation stuff. Not even he didn't even like guest like he didn't even like do a guest harmonica on like a a black exploitation theme right. song. Um, <laughs> you know, like just doing some kind of like manic harmonica solo in the middle of like a, a song about running away from the man. Or something. Yeah. So it's it's kind it's kind of it's kind of weird that like he avoided that entire genre, but then at the same time he was kind of ensconced in this kind of um complete creative control so he had no need to like he didn't need the money right so like you know what 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 other motivation would he have you know um but yeah i just i just find that this song is like when you particularly if you compare it to like the next track Mm. which is kind of so completely different And, and even if you compare it to stuff like girl blue or superwoman or love having you around like they all feel like they're from a slightly different era. So I don't know if like he'd kept this from a couple of years earlier or something and they just kind of re-recorded it with, you know, his his new synthesizer or, or what the, you know, what the deal was. But like, it just doesn't like, I mean, the song basically has like, um, tellingly on genius it says chorus number two times 42 (laughs) (laughs) so he says the words keep on running running from my love 42 times in a row right um on the on the outro basically (laughs) and you and you really kind of and then he has like a little bridge and then he goes back to keep on running keep on running from my love and then the whole kind of like baby 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 thing which um, you know it's something i always love stevie Wonder doing is whenever he does a baby 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 because he does it quite a lot um (laughs) And so like that, and then also some mamas in there as well. Um, so he says it more than 42 times. You know, there's another like 10 or 11 times after that. But it's just basically the words keep on running over and over again. Um, but then in between just this kind of, you know, some folks say that your love is really good and all you want to be is a friend of mine. And, you know, but I know, I know I'm going to get you in the end. So it's like, I don't, this is why I can't figure out. I don't think it is like one of his divorce songs, but it just feels a little bit like he kind of knows that his relationship with Sirita is 
at least imperiled in some kind of mm. way, uh, particularly because in the entire song he says, you know, keep on running from my love. Uh, like you know, sixty times. So it, it feels <laughs> yeah. like he knows something. There might be something on. on his mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He like he feels like Cyrita is gonna, you know, is putting those trainers on for a reason. <laughs> um, so it's. I, I don't know. I like. I. I think. I think the production is kind of the most interesting thing about it. Like the lyrics are kind of almost meaningless, right? Um, and this this kind of like funk, you know, almost black exploitation sound. Like you say, there's kind of like this war that's been affected on this synthesizer. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, Stevie Wonder didn't really play electric guitar. I think he could play it okay, but he never really, like, if he needed electric guitar, he would, you know, give a guide track and then have someone come in who could actually yeah, play the have, have Jeff Beck come in, you know, just somebody somebody yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, have, have, have Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> pop into the studio and do a big guitar for you. Like, you know, so he, he knew, obviously he understood that he was not a, a good guitarist and so other people would do that for him. But here it feels like the guitar is missing. Like it feels like there should be a, a wah guitar on this, but we don't have it. Instead, we have this kind of synthesizer effect. Um, and so it feels like he's kind of do this this kind of funk rock black exploitation song, right? Um, but but like it doesn't feel like it's really going anywhere, you know. Aside from him saying, you know, to keep on running over and over again, it's like I I don't feel like we really ever kind of arrive at a destination <laughs> of of what the point of the song is, and it does it for you know six minutes forty, and that's that's a lot. That's you know, if it was three minutes, I don't think I would it would bother me that much, but um, it just ends up becoming a bit of a slog towards the end. Mm. Yeah, there's actually a, there's a point where it sounds like the song is going to end, and then it actually gets a second wind, and he goes back into <laughs> get back into keep on running. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely yeah. uh, you gotta you, you gotta strap in for this one. It's uh, he's he's free from his uh, from his old Motown contract, and by God, he's gonna do this for six minutes and 40 seconds like the fact that he is kind of allowed to do this you know obviously is kind of interesting anyway but i don't i don't even think that like normally the saving grace on any kind of slightly less than great stevie wonder song uh, is at least his vocal performance and i don't think even his vocal performance really saves this one like um you know it's not it's not like you get any like in the in the verses you're not really getting like anything remarkable from him in terms of like vocals and so it feels like a little bit of a wasted opportunity and a little bit of a slog. And it's like, I mean, at least if there was some kind of notable like vocal line, you could at least take refuge in that. But as it is, it's just this kind of relentless keep on running, <laughs> running from my love over and over again. And, you know, he just kind of gets stuck in that groove. Um, and, you know, I, it's rare that he kind of ends up doing something like this where you, you feel like he doesn't know how to kind of. Um, kind of finish the song or get to the end of the song. Um, normally, like his kind of uh, his kind of songwriting structure is usually very very good, and so to kind of be stuck in this this song for like almost seven minutes <laughs> with Stevie not really knowing what to do, uh, it's it's just kind of a weird place to be, um, you know. So I I mean personally I think this is out of the first two albums I think this is probably the like the low point in terms of the songs, um, you know you've got kind of I would say 17, well, 16 to 17 really good songs. Right. Um, and and at least a couple of like, you know, five out of fives in there. And I think this is probably out of the, out of those kind of 18, it's probably the least remarkable song. Um, the irony is I think for a lot of other kind of like Motown artists, if they had this song and Berry Gordy had made them cut it in half, <laughs> it would end up being like a hit and they could live off that for right. the next 20 years. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, <laughs> but for Stevie Wonder, it's just a kind of unremarkable album. Track. Yeah. Um, I almost wonder, you know, because you know, the 
uh, Music of My Mind and Talking Book came out in the same year. These are very close together. And I almost wonder if in some like alternate history, if these had been a double album, uh, you know, would would this have would this song have held up a little bit better? Because we kind of when we're when we're thinking in terms of like a double album sprawl. Uh, you know, a longer, a longer track or a kind of a more, a more self-indulgent song, a little more filler is kind of more normal in a sense. You know, I, I, I wonder if, if, if this was some kind of sprawling combination of music of my mind and talking book, if this would have held up a little better or, you know, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the kind of track listing for talking book feels a bit more um, kind of controlled. Right. Like it's when you look at the kind of track list and then that it feels like it was an album that Stevie Wonder recorded those songs and put them in a specific order because he knew like what he wanted the listener to go through. Um, whereas I would say music on my mind is a good collection of songs, but it doesn't have as strong a through line, um, you know, as, as talking book does. Uh, but yeah, I mean the fact that he put these two albums out and then in between also recorded an album for his newly divorced wife, <laughs> Um, he was putting a lot of material out there and I don't know if it's just, um, you know, like putting stuff out on, on Motown, you had to have like a minimum number of tracks and, you know, they just needed nine tracks and Stevie was like, okay, I've, you know, I've got nine tracks for you. So here's, here's just like one more track. <laughs> um, you know, but I, I mean, I, I think obviously I don't, I don't think Stevie Wonder ever kind of went into anything like you know, with half an idea, I think he always like kind of had a clear idea of what he wanted to do. But I just think the execution of this just ends up kind of feeling like he's kind of run out of exactly why he was like, you know, the point of the song seems to have completely eluded him by the end. Um, and I'm, I mean, I, the thing is, I'm guessing that live, if he were to play this song, people would go crazy and, you know, you would have a stadium full of people chanting, keep on running, running from my love for like 10 minutes. <laughs> like if it feels like it would work in a live setting, but just him repeating it over and over. I feel like we could have hit the fade out like four minutes yeah. in <laughs> and it would, you know, hit a long fade out. Let's have like a 45 second fade out so we can really hear something going on. But I feel like that would have kind of made the song a bit more tolerable. Um <laughs> That said, I'm still going to say three out of five. Like, you yeah. know, uh, even a bad Stevie Wonder song is still, you know, a good song. Right. Um, but, you know, it just depends on how much you want to listen to six minutes 40 of it or if you want to kind of listen to about three minutes and <laughs> skip forward to evil. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I agree. That was actually, I was going to say the same thing. Three out of five. It's, you know, is it a... Is it a classic um, on the level of, you know, some of the other songs that this podcast talks about? No, but I, you know, it, it is a, it's a good funk track. I think um, as like a pure funk artist, Stevie Wonder is maybe a little bit uh, weird to, to use this word with Stevie Wonder, but maybe a little bit underrated as a, as, as a you know, just in, in terms of just funky stuff. And this is some of that. Um, I do think it would make a great, you know, incidental music for a black exploitation movie that he never filmed. Um, I do want to say, just for the sake of my reputation, I, I remembered the Marvin Gaye black exploitation movie, and it's Trouble Man. It actually came out the same year, uh, yeah. Yeah. same year as Music of My Mind, which is kind of interesting. Um, and then I, I also want to say we we talked a little bit about. Um, uh, 
earlier in an earlier episode uh, for If You Really Love Me, we talked about this this Rolling Stone review of um, Stevie Wonder's album, Where I'm Coming From, and and also Marvin Gaye's album, What's Going On. The same reviewer um, the next year wrote about Music of My Mind, and he loved Keep On Running. <laughs> like, if you, if, you, if you read the Rolling Stone <laughs> review of Music of My Mind, he gives it an entire paragraph. He says, you know... Uh, he, he, he says, I can't remember hearing a synthesizer sound so exciting and alive. So if, if we, if you're a fan of keep on running and we've been a little too wor- lukewarm on it for your taste, uh, check out Vince Aletti's Rolling Stone review of music of my mind, because he has your back. He loves this song or at least did in 1972. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the funny thing is I'm sure that Vince Letty maybe would have stuck to his guns on his opinions of these first two kind of Stevie Wonder albums uh, because I think he reviewed the next one and then also maybe Songs in the Key of Life as well for Rolling Stone. And obviously at that point he recognized that Stevie Wonder was a genius. Right. Um, so I don't know if he went back at some point and kind of revised his opinion of these first <laughs> two albums. Um, maybe he downgraded his opinion of Keep On Running when he did that. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, it's, it, it is interesting that basically the same year this came out on the same record label, you know, Marvin Gaye is releasing, you know, a, 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 a kind of black exploitation soundtrack, <laughs> whereas, you know, Stevie Wonder seems like the only person who didn't get invited to kind of do that. Right. Although I'm, I'm guessing it's just because Stevie Wonder, like I said, he was kind of in this creative control bubble where he could do whatever he wanted. I'm sure they would have been happy to have him. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm going to say probably maybe this is one of the times where his sight might have been an issue. Like, I, <sighs> I don't know that black exploitation films were particularly interesting to him. Right. Here. So <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think a lot of it kind and it came down to the, what was on the what was actually visually on the screen like i think black exploitation kind of you know is is very definitely like a look right um so I, you know i can't imagine stevie wonder sitting down to a black exploitation film and being that impressed yeah. by the, what he's here yeah there's a reason um, why they they had such prominent soundtracks otherwise it's just a lot of gunshots basically so yeah good point He's... yeah yeah no that and, that and that's kind of one of the things that the like the shot like black exploitation was kind of known for was just you know kind of having these cheap kind of exploitative films but having amazing music right, and, that, right. and you know more than the films the music kind of is what's lived on decades later whereas a lot of the films you know, I don't know that anybody's watched Trouble Man recently, yeah. <laughs> but I'm almost certain somebody's probably bought a copy of the Trouble Man soundtrack. Right, exactly. You know, within the last kind of two or three days. So, um, but let's go to plugs then. Uh, is there anything that you wish to plug, Zach? Sure. So, um, many of you listening may remember me from uh, Darren's earlier podcast, Prince Track by Track. I am still doing my own Prince Track by Track style project. Uh, I'll be doing it, I think, until I die or until uh, I, you know, lose my will to live. I it's one of, one of the two. Uh, but uh, it's called Dance, Music, Sex, Romance. Right now I'm in 1982, which is kind of like uh, Prince's version of Stevie Wonder's 1972. It was a very, very creatively, uh, you know, fruitful time. So it's been... Um, been a lot of fun to, to, to write about uh, so yeah check it out it's at princesongs.org and you can find us on Twitter for this project at Stevie by Wonder and this is what we're doing I guess it's exactly thank you for having me